Welcome to the Church of the Redeemers Weekly Podcast. We pray that you will enjoy this week's service, and we hope that you will follow us at www.cotrb.org, and may God continue to bless you. That's a good place to praise him right there. That's a good place to praise him. He's been good. He's been good. He's been good. He's been good. Hallelujah. We owe him. We owe him. We owe him. We owe him this praise. We owe him this praise. We owe him this praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We glorify you, God. The only wise God. You've been so good to us. You've been so good to us. And we thank you and we praise you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I feel like somebody's praising them still right in their house, right in their house, right at their kitchen sink. I feel like somebody's still praising them right where you are. And it's necessary because he's brought you through so many dangers, seen and unseen. He's seen you through a broken heart. He's seen. Hallelujah. You ought to praise him. You deserve to praise him. You owe him the praise that he's get, you're giving him right now. He has seen you through everything that the enemy tried to take you out with. He's been faithful. He's been faithful. He's been faithful. And we glorify him. We honor him. We magnify him. Don't stop praising. Don't stop praising. Don't stop praising. Don't stop praising. I may not hear you with my ears, my natural ear, but I hear you with my spiritual ear. Don't stop praising. Don't stop praising. Don't stop praising. He's faithful. And we glorify him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We glorify you, God. Tonight, our focus is found. Hallelujah. Our focus is found in the scripture that was read this morning or this this evening by um, Deacon Lee Jones. Joshua chapter 1 verse 9 and it was exactly where we were on Sunday morning he's been good to us he's been better than good to us it's exactly where we were on Sunday morning Joshua chapter 1 verse 9 I'm reading from the English Standard Version it reads as follows have I not commanded you be strong and courageous do not be frightened and do not be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go There's a topic for this evening. The topic for this evening's sermon is let's go. Let's go. Type it in the screen. Let's go. Look at somebody. If you're with somebody, tell them, let's go. Let's go. Come on, let's go. Let's go. We've been sitting long enough. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Father, we thank you and we praise you. We glorify you. We honor you for all the things that you've done and for all the things that you're doing. I pray that in this preaching moment that you would allow for power, authority, conviction, and your will to be communicated to your people. And we'll thank you for it. And we'll praise you for it. Take us from this place that we are in right now to your place of glory. Help us to see you more clearly and to experience your presence in this preaching moment. We'll thank you for it. We'll praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's go. Sunday morning, we were led by Holy Spirit to this passage of Scripture, Joshua chapter 1, verse 9. And in a season where the pandemic is on the rise again, and at a time where places in this nation, including our own city and region, 
are experiencing the highest number of confirmed COVID cases since the beginning of the pandemic. At a time where there is more apprehension for 2021, 2022, excuse me, where there is anticipation, God reminded us that our posture should not be one of fear, but one of faith. And before we go too far, some of you may be thinking, if that was the word from the Lord on Sunday, then why are we not in church today? (laughs) Why, if we are to be filled with faith and not fear, did you, sir, decide to return to virtual worship? If I were Minister Lingham, I would say, that's a good question. I'm glad you asked. But the decision to go back to worship was made from a posture of faith, saints. And I need you to hear that. The decision to go back to virtual worship was made from a posture of faith. Many are saying in Christendom that we need to balance wisdom and faith. And absolutely, I agree with that. But what I believe God is doing for us as the Church of the Redeemer Baptist and as the city of Philadelphia, the Church of Philadelphia at large. I believe that God is doing it. What God is doing for us is he's challenging us to remember the lesson. God is challenging us to remember the lesson. Some of us started to get real comfortable with the return to what we knew as status quo. And God is saying in this season, I need you to remember everything has changed. Your normal is no longer normal. What you knew is no longer what you will know in times to come. Your desire is no longer my focus. Your comfort is no longer the will of the Father in this season. Hear me when I say it. Your comfort is no longer the will of the Father in this season. Where if we rest and return back to what we knew then we will have passed the class but missed the lesson. We will have passed the class but missed the lesson. We will have gotten back to what we wanted, but we would have not tapped into the glory that God is trying to reveal in us. The lesson here is that the world needs to be reached for the glory of God. The lesson is that we are called to seek and save those who are lost wherever they may be, not just in the streets of South Philadelphia. Say amen, somebody. The lesson is that this church, person by person and household by household, is the church. This church, person by person, And household by household is not just Church of the Redeemer Baptist, but we are the body of Christ. And if Christ is to be revealed, it will not be revealed from these pews. Hello? God will not just be revealed from these pews alone. God will be revealed from your kitchen table. He's going to be revealed through the internet. 
He's going to be revealed through Facebook Live. He's going to be revealed as you walk down your street or you call someone on the phone that you haven't spoken to in years and rekindle relationship, repair the breach that has been exposed in your relationships and make sure that you love your neighbor as God has called you to. We are the church. As the church, we are called by God to go. Go into all the world and make disciples. God's given us the means as the church. He's given us the opportunity. And we declare by God's grace that we will not miss our moment. Somebody say it. Type it in. I'm not going to miss my moment. I'm not going to miss my moment. Say it. I won't miss it. I won't miss it. I've missed my moment before with God. I've missed my moment in the past with God. I was looking at something when God told me to turn to the left. I turned to the right. When he told me to go straight, I stopped. I missed my moment before, but I'm not going to miss it this time. We're not going to miss it this time. We are in our season of elevation, and somebody needs to say, it's my time. It's my turn. Hallelujah. And it's my season. I feel like preaching a little bit. It's my time. It's my turn. Hallelujah. And it's my season. Say amen, somebody. It's my time. Receive it. It's my time. It's my turn. And it's my season. So God directed us. Hallelujah. Some of y'all can go home already. You can just log off right now. You heard your word, but don't do it. Hang out with me. God. So God directed us to this passage of scripture on Sunday and reminded us that the call of God over Joshua's life was not just to call, hallelujah, it's my time, it's my turn, hallelujah, and it's my season, I hear that from heaven, it's my time, God, it's my turn, and it's my season, type it in if you believe it, it's my time, God's going to reveal himself to you, because it's your time, because it's your turn, and because it's your season, so God directed us, let me get back to it, to this passage of scripture on Sunday morning, and reminded us that the call of God over Joshua's life was not just a call that he heard himself, but it was a call that he had followed Moses into. He had followed his leader for 40 years. This man had followed his leader and learned two very important lessons, just for you from Sunday. He learned that resilience is a requirement. We've got to, as saints, we've got to bounce back. Resilience is a requirement. And he learned that Kairos moments where God shows up right on time, will be ours as we follow God. This is just review. He learned, Joshua learned through Moses that resilience is a requirement. We are going to fall, but we have to get back up. Say amen, somebody. We are going to fall, but we have to get back up. And we learn, he learned that just in the nick of time, kairos will happen. God will take his super and match it with your natural. And that's when the supernatural comes together in your life. And God's glory is revealed. Hallelujah. God's glory is revealed right on time. And I thought that that's all really God had to say about that verse. But it seems like it's not. I thought that that's all God wanted to communicate. But I realized that as I was preparing for today, that there's actually a little bit more. Yes, we are supposed to bounce back. Absolutely. And yes, we have to depend on God to show up right in the nick of time. But that dependence comes from somewhere. So the Lord, just walk with me, if you don't mind. Just walk with me through my study and my relationship with God. Just walk with me as we walk through what happened to me as I was talking to God through um, the preparation of this sermon. So as I was thinking and as I was praying, the Lord told me, to go back to my Bible and read these verses, Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 through 9. 
And he said, instead of just starting there, how about you go back and start at Deuteronomy chapter 28? Yes. Read Deuteronomy chapter 28. And he said, go from, from Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1, through the end of that, cha- of that book, through verse, chapter number 35, 34, excuse me. So I did. And at first I was lost because when I went back to the beginning of Deuteronomy chapter 28, what I heard was, or what I read, excuse me, was that this chapter is all about blessing and cursing. Okay, so I'm thinking, good. Thanks, God. I appreciate that. I like, I like the direction. I guess you're trying to tell us in this moment that it's ours to make a decision to be blessed. Okay, so I'll prepare for that message. But as I was trying to stop, and dig in right there, I heard the Lord say, no, that's not your assignment. What I want you to do is continue to read from 28 all the way through the end. So I kept reading. And when I got to 29, chapter 29, I saw that that chapter communicates that the words of God through Moses to the children of Israel were, that were living in Moab. God starts to communicate to the, the children of Israel that were living now in Moab. Did you hear? I, I said God started to communicate to the children of Israel that weren't living in the territory that God gave them, but he was living, they were living in Moab. They had left fellowship. You, you hear, they left fellowship. They left. They walked away. They were living in Moab now. And those people that were living, they were still Israelites. They were still saved. They were still called by God's name, but they had left. And in this day, yeah, they had left And in this chapter, God renews covenant and fellowship with the people of God that decided to walk away. (laughs) What? God communicates that he still wants to be in fellowship with everyone that has walked away. The backslidden and the bewildered are able to return to God without penalty and without guilt. So I thought, okay, God, I'm ready to preach. Let's get it. If you want to talk about the backslidden coming back home, we can talk about that. Because I know that there are a lot of people that are coming to church on watch night service that have never been to church all year long. Say amen, somebody. You ain't been, at least you ain't been to church since Easter. At least you ain't been to church since Mother's Day. And the backslidden have come back to church on watch night service so they can go out and party and do whatever they want after they leave this building. But God is ready. Hallelujah. God is ready to arrest somebody tonight. I thought I was supposed to preach about the lost coming back home, but that's not where God wanted me to stop. Nope, nope, nope. Whoo, but I will offer. (laughs) But I will offer that there are those that are listening to this broadcast right now You just stumbled upon a word from the Lord. (laughs) Hallelujah. You stumbled upon a word from the Lord. And you didn't expect to be listening this long. And God has arrested you simply because somebody prayed. Somebody prayed for you so that you would have the wherewithal to come back to God at a time where the enemy is trying his best to take you out. That's not where I'm supposed to be. But I believe that God right now is saving. He's talking to you right now when he's saying, come back home, baby. Come back 
home. Come back. It's time now for you to return home. I know you left fellowship with those that love you, but come on back home. There's safety in the house. Hallelujah. It's time to come back to the ark of safety. Time to come back to the place of covenant. But that's not where we're supposed to be. I got to keep reading. That's just 29. So God said, nope, I had to keep reading. And some of y'all, again, you can leave your offering right there. You can just say, thank you, Jesus, and move on. But don't do it. Let's go. Let's keep going. I kept reading. Chapter number 30, chapter 31, 32, 33, and finally in 34. And then when I flipped over to the book of Joshua in chapter 1, I understood finally what this passage was all about. Joshua chapter 1, verse 1 through 9 reads, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, that the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, or armor bearer, as we might say, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise and go over this Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I'm giving to them, to the land, hallelujah, to the people of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, just as I promised Moses, from the wilderness to this Lebanon and as far as the great river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and the great sea toward the, the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life, just as I was with Moses. Yeah. Hear me, yeah. just as I was with Moses, so will I be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. And we thank you and we praise you. Be strong and courageous. No. For you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, be, being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. I'm reading the word. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but it shall you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For when, for then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. God says to Joshua, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed for the Lord your God goes with you wherever you go. This beautifully poetic passage in Joshua chapter 1 verses 1 through 9. Of scripture, this beautifully poetic passage of scripture has been communicated for decades as a word from the Lord to Joshua, this new leader, as his launch into his season of leadership. Yeah, it's true. God was communicating to this new leader that it's time for him to step up. That is exactly what God was doing. But what I didn't know that God taught me just this week, y'all, what I didn't know was that when God spoke to Joshua in these verses, what God was doing was reminding him of the voice of his leader. Everything that God said in Joshua chapter 1, verse 1 through 9, we find in Deuteronomy chapter 28, all the way through the end of the book. Verse by verse and word by word. Look at it with me. Deuteronomy chapter 31 verses 1 through 3 and verse 6. So Moses continued to speak these words over all Israel. He said to them, I am 120 years old and I am no longer able to go out and come in. 
The Lord has said to me, you shall not go over this Jordan. The Lord, your God himself, will go over before you, and he will destroy the nations before you, so that you shall dispossess them. And Joshua will go over at your head as the Lord has spoken. And look at this in verse 6. Be strong and courageous. Look at it. Verse 31 of Deuteronomy chapter 6. Be strong and courageous. Do not fear and do not be in dread of them. For it is the Lord your God that goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Then I went verse 31, chapter, um, chapter 31, verses 7 and 8. Then Moses summoned and said to summon Joshua and said to him, In the sight of all Israel, be strong and courageous. Hello, do you for you shall go with this people into the land that the Lord has sworn to their fathers to give them, and you shall put them in possession of it. It is the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Do not fear or do not be dismayed. Then in verse number 31, chapter, I mean, th- chapter 31, verse 14, the Lord and the Lord said to Moses, behold, the days approach when you must. This is the word. It's the word spoken to Joshua. Behold, the days approach when you must die. Call Joshua. Tell him, come here, little boy. Come here right now and present yourself in the tent of meeting that I may commission him. And Moses and Joshua went and presented themselves in the tent of meeting. And after Moses and Joshua went there and asked God into the tent of meeting to go as God asked them to go, the Lord appears to Moses and tells him, your time is up, sir. It's no longer time for you to lead. But in verse number 23 of the same chapter 31, God speaks and commissioned Joshua. And it says in chapter 23, verse 23, and the Lord commissioned Joshua, the son of Nun, and said, be strong and courageous, for you shall bring the people of Israel into the land that I swore to give them. I will be with you. And after Moses died, after Moses died, the people were sad and wept, but then they turned to their next leader to hear what God was saying. And the Bible says of Joshua in Deuteronomy chapter 34, verse 9, And Joshua, the son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom, for Moses had laid his hands on him. (laughs) And the people, so the people of Israel obeyed him and did as the Lord had commanded. This is interesting to me, saints. All of these verses where God communicates to Joshua and through Moses, to Moses and then through Moses about what was coming. It's interesting to me because I realized for the first time in my life that the words that God launched Joshua into ministry with were simply a reminder of what God had spoken before. They were simply a reminder of what God has spoken before. And I will offer, I'm going back to this, but I will offer that God has given some of you a word. God has spoken over your life in very specific ways. He's communicated who you were and what you were to do. And you have decided to forget. Hear me when I say, you've decided to forget what the word of the Lord over your life actually was. You want to forget it because it's hard for you. You want to forget it because it hurts you sometimes. You want to forget the word of God over your life, but it's time for you 
to remember. <laughs> you re it's time for you to remember what God has spoken over you. First, God speaks to Moses in, this, in these passages, chapter 28 through chapter 34 of Deuteronomy. First, God speaks to Moses, and then God speaks to the people. Then Moses speaks to Joshua in front of the people. Then God speaks to Moses and Joshua. You hear me? Yeah. Then God speaks to Joshua, yeah. and finally Joshua speaks to the people. I'll say it again so you can write it down. First, God speaks to Moses. Uh -huh. Then Moses speaks to the people. Yes. Then Moses speaks to Joshua in front of the people. Uh -huh. Then God speaks to Joshua. And then God finally Joshua speaks to the people. It doesn't just happen that Joshua hears that he's the leader and he just goes on out and leads. No, ma'am. No, sir. There's a process to this thing called leadership. Moses first spoke to the people. In hallelujah, hallelujah. There's a process to this thing called leadership. There's a process that must be followed for you to actually walk into the will of the Father. First, first, in chapter 31, verses 1 through 3 and 6, we see Moses speak to the people. It says, so Moses continued to speak these words to all of Israel. And in front of the people, Moses declared transition. <laughs> Moses declared transition was about to happen. Some may already have known that transition was coming because, you know, Moses was up in age. Some may have already seen that it was almost time for Moses to be, able to, to be going home. Some may have seen the transition was coming. They may have felt it in their bones, you know, like when you get older. You start to feel it's about to rain. <laughs> feel it in Feel it in your knees. I'm starting to feel it in my knees. Don't laugh at me. I'm starting to feel it in my knees. But some of, some of us, we, we start to feel transitions in the weather, bear, uh, the, the pressure in the air. It starts to, starts to make your body respond in different ways. Some of you have that same, that same way about you in, with spiritual things. Some of you can understand and detect that something is happening in the spirit yes. before you actually realize that it's about to happen. And there, are, there were some people in Israel that had this, this thing where they could detect that something was about to happen in the spirit before it actually happened. And that might have been true of some. Others may have been caught off guard. But after Moses got finished talking to the people, nobody could say that they didn't know. <laughs> nobody could say that they didn't know because they heard it directly from the leader. Some, this is my point, this is the first point that I have to share with you. Some people have been assigned to you so that when you're gone, they will hear God's voice through your voice. <laughs> Some people have been assigned to you so that you can be close enough to them to speak the word of God over them and into them so that when God confirms God's word, they will know without a shadow of a doubt that it is good and it is God. Not because they followed God close enough, but because you followed God close enough and they followed you close bless you. It's not because they followed God close enough, but that you follow God close enough and they followed you close enough to realize that when God was moving through you, something in the atmosphere changed. 
when God was moving through you, something happened that was different, and they had no explanation—Hallelujah! They had no explanation for it. But this must be God. You are the witness. You are the one. You are the goal. The, the, the person that God is going to use to make sure the next generation knows when God shows up. You've been working and you've been helping and leading and loving. You've been teaching and training and sharing and encouraging. And you've co I've come to tell you today that your labor has not been in vain. Your labor has not been in vain. You've been working and you've been helping and you've been leading and you've been loving. You've been teaching and you've been training, you've been sharing and you've been encouraging. The words that you've been instructed to share by God have been heard, saints. They've been heard. And at the right time, God is going to use those exact words to remind those who fall that it's time to get back up again. Hallelujah. Your prayers have been heard. Your words have been heard by those God's assigned to you. And now it's time to leave the outcome in the capable hands of an almighty God. All you have to do is teach, share, and communicate. It's not yours to control. It's yours to teach, to share, to love, and communicate, and then leave it to Jesus to give the outcome that is only his to give. Point number one, point number one. Some of you have been assigned to people that will only hear God's voice because you've shared it with them. Point number two, after God speaking to Israel, um, after, after speaking to all of Israel, Moses, the leader, speaks to Joshua in front of the nation. And he says in chapter 31, verses 7 through 8, Then Moses summoned Joshua, come here, man, and said to him, In the sight of all Israel, be strong and courageous, for you shall go with this people into the land that the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, I, you hear me? You shall go into this, with this people into the land, not that you want, but that the Lord has sworn to their fathers to give them. And you shall put them in possession of it. This ain't for you. It ain't in my no, this is not for you. You shall put them in possession of what God promised them. This is not for you. This is for the glory of God to be revealed, but I digress. It is the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Do not fear and do not be dismayed. Point number two, in 2022, God is asking us to change our posture from that of an observer to that of a participant. Write it down. Write it down. God is asking us in 2022 to change our posture. Every one of you who's watching, who's listening, who's here in this room, every one of you, it is time to change your posture from that of a, 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 a um, observer to that of a participant. Joshua was first an observer and a follower of Jesus or of Moses, excuse me. He was, for 40 years, the one, one of the two that were closest to the leader in service and sacrifice. But there came a time when he was elevated by God from the audience to a place of prominence. Joshua was elevated from the audience 
to a place of prominence. It wasn't comfortable for him. It wasn't necessarily his desire, his will, or his goal to transition from the background to the foreground. But it was the call of God on his life to do exactly what God was asking him to do. And so he did it. And as I think about this for Joshua's life, I think about this for all of us as believers right now. I don't just hear God saying for Joshua to go from the place of, of, of serving to a place of worshiping and leading, but I hear God calling all of us as a church universal to go from a place where we are just servants of God to a place where we can be the friend of God. Hello, somebody. To go from the place where we are just a servant of God to a place where we can be the friend of God, partnering with God to see God's kingdom come and God's will being done. I will offer that this pandemic has taught us more about what we are and who we are called to be as a church than any season that in the, in the near history of the world. We have been called to our knees and we have been called to service in a way that we have not seen in recent history. Why? Because we've elevated people to positions that God has not placed. Come on, church. Come on, church. We've elevated people to positions that God has not placed them in. And God in this season, why am I yelling, is separating wheat from tear. He's he's separating the parts that are good for us from the parts that are just wasteful. He's separating the things that are not necessary for the church from the things that are absolutely essential for the church. And it is ours to realize what we need and what needs to go away. It is ours to realize who we need, hallelujah, and who needs to go away. Come on, church. It is ours to realize where we're supposed to be and where we are not supposed to be. God is calling us from a place of observation to the playing field. The sideline has been closed. Amen, somebody. The sideline of the church has been closed, and everybody got a jersey now. Everybody got a number now. Everybody is called to a specific person, a specific place, a specific ministry. All of us, every member, every believer is a minister. Every member is a minister. If you are called by God and you've accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, the next thing you're to do is not just go sit somewhere and learn. You need to do that. But the next thing you're supposed to do is say in the words of the faithful hymn, oh, Lord, please use me and don't refuse me. Hallelujah. For surely there is a work that I can do, though it may be humble. Lord, hallelujah. Lord, help my will to crumble, though it may be great. I'm not doing it in my name. I will work for you. All of us are called to this field of harvest. And if you just hallelujah. You decide to stay on the sideline. It's your decision. But God will see you wasting the gift that he's given you. It's time now for all of us to do the work of the kingdom. Not the work of the church. The work of the kingdom. 
Time now for all of us to get active about the work of the kingdom. And I know I'm mad about not being able to have y'all here. I know some of y'all are real upset about not being able to come back to church. I get it. I understand. But if you come back here and you catch your COVID death, what good are you going to be? My God, what good are you going to be to the kingdom if you ain't got no breath in your body? Don't make no sense. Be active for God where you can be safe. And you can do the things that God is calling you to do with the life that God has given you to live. The gospel is to be revealed. It will be revealed through you, not through the preacher. It will be revealed through you, not through the minister. It will be revealed through you, not through just the deacons. It will be revealed through you, not just through the worship leader. The gospel is to be revealed. It will be revealed through your dedication, your commitment, through your testimony, through your witness, through your obedience, and through your sacrifice to God. Time is over for you to depend on someone else that you think is special to share the good news. God's saying to every one of us today, you're the special one. (laughs) You're the special one. Share it yourself. You've received it, so freely give it. And lastly, after Moses, hallelujah, after Moses, after Moses spoke to Israel, and after Moses spoke to his successor, God spoke to Moses and gave him one final request. And this is good to me. God spoke to Moses and gave him one final request. Bring Joshua here. Bring Joshua to me. Bring Joshua to me. Chapter 31 of Deuteronomy, verse 14. And the Lord said to Moses, after talking to him and telling him to speak to all the people, after talking to him and telling him to speak to Joshua in front of the people, the Lord spoke to, speaks to Moses in 30, chapter 31 of Deuteronomy, verse 14, and says, Behold, the days approach when you must die. Call Joshua and present yourselves in the tent of meeting that I may commission him. And Joshua and Moses went and presented themselves in the tent of meeting. My last and final point is very simple. God is asking you to bring the people to him. To him. You have brought people to you for far too long. (laughs) Some of you, some of us, let me include myself, some of us, have used our spiritual gifts for our own fleshly gain. Some of us have communicated to the people of God in ways that brought them to us or brought them to our church or brought them to our ministry or brought them to wherever God we we were, but we didn't bring them to God. We brought them to a place where we could benefit. But we have not brought them to king. In this season and at this moment, 
God is asking us to bring our assignments to him. <laughs> Not asking you to bring them to church anymore. He's asking you to bring him, bring them to where you personally meet with God. Hallelujah. <laughs> some of, of y'all may need to bring somebody to your kitchen table where your Bible always is open. Some of y'all need to, may need to bring somebody to the chair that you sit in that you call your place of prayer, your personal altar in your home, as long as they test spot negative, hallelujah, for COVID. Don't bring nobody in your house. Somebody, some of y'all need to bring people that are safe into the presence of God in your own personal space, not into the church, but God is calling you to bring them to him. He's calling you to bring them to him, not to the preacher. He's calling you to bring them to him. You have what it takes to win a soul to Christ. And what is it that it takes? All it takes, saints, is your testimony. I know it was the blood for me. <laughs> I know that when I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deeply stained, hallelujah, within sinking to rise no more, I know it was only the master. Yes, yes. Jesus, I bless you. I know it was only the master of the seas that heard my despair and my cry. And from the waters when I was sinking, he lifted me and now safe. Am I? That might not be the way God did it for you. God may have caught you before you were falling. But I know that every one of you who is here that is saved by the grace of God, you have a testimony of the power of Jesus Christ working in your life. And God is asking you to share your testimony of his work in your life with the souls that he sends your way. Because now is the time, today is the day, and you are the one to reveal the kingdom of God. It's not about walking through these church doors anymore. It's not about coming down this center aisle anymore. It's not about, it's not about joining the church anymore. And we were getting comfortable with that. I was almost ready to go to the second service. We were getting comfortable with that. But God said, don't pass the class. And oh my God, don't pass the class and miss the lesson. Jesus, we blessed. Don't pass the class and miss the lesson. The lesson is it's yours to minister to my people. Yes. Not my holy God. Not mine, it's yours to minister to my people. Every one of you has a right and a responsibility to win a soul for Jesus the Christ. That don't mean start your own church. You heard what I said, I meant what I said. That don't mean start your own church. It means bring the people to God and allow God to direct them to where they need to be shepherded. Amen, somebody. It means bring the people to salvation and allow God to lead them to the place where their salvation can lead to sanctification. Mm -hmm. Hello? Amen. Where their salvation, their decision for Christ can lead them.
to a place of holiness and righteousness and wholeness in the power of Jesus Christ. And as I close, hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus, as I close, I look at this progression one more time. It's yours, saints. It's yours. It's yours. Stop looking at other people to give what you already have. Stop. Stop. Stop looking at other people to give what God gave you to give. Stop hiding your gift under a bushel and give what God has given you to the rest of the world. I heard this story in college where this guy, he was a young man and he had just gotten saved and he knew God called him to preach and he was just running around. Talk about, did you know that Jesus loved you and he died for your sins? Everywhere he went, did you know Jesus loved you and he died for your sins? That's all he had, bro. He, like, he had just got saved. That's all he knew. Did you know Jesus loved you and he died for your sins? And somebody that went to, um, to um, seminary came to him, started asking him all these religious questions, trying to quiz him on scripture verses and theological dispensation and all this foolishness. And this guy was like, I don't know nothing about that, but did you know that Jesus loved you and died for your sins? Sometimes all you need to know is that Jesus loved you. Hallelujah. Yes. And he died for your sins. And that's enough to capture your attention because so many people are walking around without the love that we deserve from, hallelujah, from God. We are walking around that without the love that we deserve from our parents, from, our, from those that God's entrusted us to. And if we can just hear that Jesus loves us and he died for, hallelujah, he died for me. And he died for you. That's enough to capture that person's attention and to bring them to the bleeding side of Calvary. I don't care what you think about theological discourse. What I care about is for God so loved the world. I'm all hallelujah. God so loved the world he gave his only begotten son. Hallelujah. Woohoo! Wonderful Jesus. Wonderful, as I close, I'm done, I'm done. Moses spoke to God's people, and he spoke to Joshua. You heard it in the conversation. He spoke to God's people. Then he spoke to, the, to Joshua in front of the people. <clears throat> and then God spoke to Joshua in front of Moses. And it helps me to understand what happened in Joshua chapter 1. Look at Joshua chapter 1, verse 13, if you want to. After Joshua was reminded by God in the words he already heard, from Moses and from God's self and from God God's self Joshua reminds God's people of the same he says because God said Joshua says because Moses said he says Moses is gone the people are looking and waiting to see what's next God speaks to Joshua And Joshua speaks to the people. And as he speaks, Joshua doesn't just remind them of what God said. He tells them why God said it. Look at Joshua chapter 1, verse 13. Let's look at at it, look at it for me. Just look at it right quick. Joshua chapter 1, verse 13. It says, remember the word that Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you. And this is the word for 2022. If, if, if you're sitting down, just stand up for me right quick, right quick. Just, just, if you're just, I'm, I'm excited about this one here. Give me 14 seconds and we'll be done. If you're sitting, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, if you're sitting down, just, re, just receive the word of the Lord over this next year for you. Joshua chapter 1, verse 13. It says, remember the word that Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, saying, the Lord your God is providing you a place 
rest. You see it? Here, one, hold on. <laughs> Look. <laughs> Look right here. You see? The Lord your God is providing you a place of rest. If there is a word from the Lord for us today, the word from the Lord that I believe God wants every one of you to hear and receive is that your season of striving is over. Your season of working until you are exhausted, God is saying to you, it's over. Type it on the screen. Your season of striving is over. Rest is now your portion. Now I realize and recognize that I didn't say stop working. I said start resting. I didn't say sit on your do nothing and do nothing. I said now is the season for rest. And the thing about that is we have to realize rest looks different for everybody. Some of you have been fighting for others in the spirit before they even know what spiritual warfare was. And for you, rest means receive it, receive it. For you, rest means now they are now that they are saved and safe, you can become a teacher of war strategy instead of being the warrior on their behalf. Hear me? You ain't got to fight no more for them. You get to teach them how to fight for themselves. And that's a restful place. You can lay your war weapons down and you can teach them how to wield them themselves. Your disciple, write your book. Disciple your young people. It's time for you to write your book. It is time for you to disciple your young people. It is time for you to teach those close to you how to pray, to share the voice of God with the next generation and become the mother or father in the house of God that you are now prepared to be. And as you do so, watch God work through your pain to help someone else get to their promise. Hallelujah. Clap your hands if you believe it. Come on, clap your hands if you believe it. Some of y'all have been working in areas, serving in places and things that feel so heavy that there's no way God is really asking you to make an impact. You're striving, but you've been working so hard that it's not, that there's no impact available for there. You're hitting your head against a brick wall. And God says to you tonight, I have been asking you to do that so that I can teach you how to do what is necessary for you to get to your promised land. So the lessons that you learned in your hard season will make it easy for you to get when you get to your place of promise. And some of you have been working diligently to make sure that everyone else was happy with your decisions. And you're exhausted because you've been working to please people instead of pleasing God. Your rest now, saints, is your deliverance from the opinions of others. You heard what I said? Your rest now is your deliverance from the opinions of others and the freedom to be who God created you to be. So if you would just allow yourself to lift your hands and worship God and say in this moment, I receive God, I receive your rest. I receive your rest. I've been striving. I've been working. And now it's time for me to enter into this place of rest. I'm willing to follow you now.
I'm willing to go where you've asked me to go. I'm willing to do what you've asked me to do. I'm willing to not just work how you want me to work. But God, I'm willing to be who you've called me to be. It's not about works lest any man should boast. But right now, God, I submit everything that I have, everything that you've given me, I submit it to you. And I ask, Lord, that you would be God over my life and allow for my legacy and my posterity to have a heritage of sanctification and salvation. I pray, God, that you would allow for us to continually be reminded of your faithfulness for of those who have gone before us and those who will come after us. I pray that you will be comfortable knowing that you brought them to Jesus. And I pray that in the end, the God of all grace will help you, will teach you how to enter into God's rest, an active rest, a working rest, where striving stops and required work begins. Saints, it's time to go. Let's go. Let's go into this new season. Let's go into this new place with the authority of the king, knowing that he has gone before us and he will go with us. And if anything needs to be cleaned up behind, he will be our rear guard. And for this, we give our God all the praise. Come on, give him praise if you can. Give him praise if you can. Give him praise. Give him praise if you can. Thank him and praise him for all he's done. I know we said it in the beginning, but I'm going to say it again. Some people are here and you've been arrested. You've been captured by God. You expected to log off long ago. <clears throat> you expected to log off long ago, and I'm good with that. But you're still here, so holler at your mans. You can sit down. You can have your seat. You can, you can, <laughs> you, you, you're still here, so let's talk a little bit. You, um, you're here because... It's time for you to accept Jesus as your Savior. That's why. That's all. You just, you got captured by Holy Spirit. <clears throat> and all he wants to do is just say, you're mine. Told you. You're mine. You don't need to go out today. You're mine. You don't need to go there. You don't need to do that. You're mine. You're mine. And some of you have never experienced the opportunity, you've never taken the opportunity, I should say, to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. But now is your time, and today is your day. I give you Jesus. I give you, he's the peace that passes all your understanding. He's the joy of the whole earth. He's the one that can make everything that's confusing in your life, it can make it make sense. God can make it make sense. If you would just put your hand in his hand. If you would just put your hand in his hand, he will yes. do the impossible and make it all make sense. It may not be immediate, but I promise that God will communicate and he will make it all make sense. I got an answer just this past week from a prayer that I've been praying since I was 15 years old. It may not be immediate. It may not be immediate, but I promise God will make it make sense. Follow him close enough, long enough. Follow him close enough, long enough, and he will make it make sense. So if there's anyone that's listening that has some questions for God, you need to figure out where to go, what to do, what to say, and you just are trying to figure it out all by yourself, it's time to put your hand in the master's hands and allow for God to be your God. You've never accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Now is your time and today is your day. Just type it in the screen and say, hey, it's me. I want to do that. I want to do that. I want to do that.
I want, to, I want you to be my Lord. I want you to be my Savior. In, in good Baptist tradition, this is where I say the doors of the church are open. I want you to be my God. I want you to be my Savior. I want you to be my Lord. I submit my life to you. If there's one, just say it's me or just put a hand up the emoji, whatever you want to do. Just say it's me. It's me. And we'll find you and we'll make sure that we connect with you and we'll make sure that we, as we're called to, we will make sure that you become the disciple that God's created you to be. There are some that are on this, that are listening now or that are maybe even here in this room that know that you've been saved, but you walked away and that's okay. All of us have done it at some point. All of us have done it at some point. But now it's time to come back home. So let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. The harvest is ripe. The laborers are few. They're few because you're out here doing what you want to do. Say amen, somebody. They're few because you're out here doing what you want to do, not what you're called to do. So come back home. Come on. If it's you, just say, hey, it's me. I want to come back. Backslidden, I want to return. I want to return. I see you. We see you. We see you. It's you. I want to return. I'm done with that. I'm tired of it. I've had my fill, and now it's time for me to return. Or even if I haven't had my fill, I'm just sick of me. I'm sick of me. It's time to come back home. We see you. We'll find you. We will reach out. We promise we will. And there are some that have been listening all this time, and you're saved. You love Jesus, but you hate the church. <laughs> Ask me how I know. <laughs> you, you have not found a safe place to worship. I will offer that we may not be perfect, but Redeemer is a great place to call home. We're trying to work out our soul's salvation with fear and with trembling. And we invite you to work with us, to partner with God, to see God's kingdom come and God's will being done. If there's one on the screen or in this room that has not accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, I'm not as your personal Savior, but you need to be, you need to find a church home. Excuse me, you need to find a church home and you want to connect with this church. Just say it in the screen. I want to be a member of this church. I don't care where you live at. You can live in Texas and you can still worship with us every week because you're here right now. <laughs> you're here right now. So why can't you be here at nine o'clock on Sunday morning? You're here right now. We've got it. We're working into our virtual campus, our virtual outlet. And this is an opportunity for you to be the expression of the kingdom of God right where you are through the leadership and the, the partnership with this and partnership with this church. Now is your time and today is your day. If you're there, just type it in your screen. Let's worship the Lord before we receive our benediction with Dr. Furby as she comes and sings this closing hymn.
everything that God has called us to do. Now it's time for us to enter into this new year with a blessing and the promise of God over our lives. So as we, receive, as we receive this New Year's benediction, wherever you are, I just pray that you would just lift your right hand and receive, or both hands, wherever you are, just posture yourself to receive from God. As I speak these words over your life, may the God who gave us this year and the Savior who walked at our side each day and the Spirit who filled us with life abundant grace the coming year with peace, hope, and joy. Now unto him who is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before his presence with exceeding joy to the only wise God our Savior be glory and majesty dominion and power both now and forever and all of God's people said Amen God bless you all and happy happy new year oh, I sing your praise I sing your Hallelujah.